This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cluster B personality disorders are characterized by dramatic, overly emotional, and unpredictable thoughts and behavior. From Ars Longa Media, this is Cluster B, scientifically informed, expert insights into the four Cluster B personality types, antisocial, borderline, narcissistic, and histrionic personality disorder. Here's today's host, Dr. Todd Grande. Hello, this is Dr. Grande. Today, the question is, what is borderline personality disorder? Now, borderline personality disorder is a personality disorder, so we consider it to be, most of the time, chronic and long-lasting. And there are a set of symptoms we often see with this disorder. There's impulsivity, recklessness, there's a fear of abandonment, it's typical for this disorder, a lot of anger and other mood dysregulation, and this love-hate cycle, this cycle of idealization and devaluation. Most of the time we see this with family, friends, or romantic interests. We also see a number of affective symptoms, meaning symptoms related to mood, like low self-esteem and being bored and feeling empty. Also, suicide risk is increased with borderline personality disorder. So moving back to the first set of symptoms. Let's start with the impulsivity. So we see impulsive behaviors with borderline personality disorder, like spending excessively, abusing substances, driving recklessly, engaging in unsafe sexual practices. And sometimes these behaviors can be in response to a perceived rejection, and sometimes they're not. Oftentimes, when there is a fear of abandonment or rejection, we do see, however, an exacerbation of symptoms of some type, the mood dysregulation, anger, or other symptoms. The fear of abandonment itself is a key feature of borderline personality disorder. And the behavior that somebody with this disorder oftentimes exhibits leads to actual abandonment in many cases. So there's a fear of abandonment and there's behavior that seems to contribute to it or to cause the actual abandonment. The anger piece is very significant for borderline personality disorder, and the anger is expressed in a number of ways. 
It can be an anger toward other people, verbal outbursts, even physical attacks. Oftentimes we think of it, however, as internalized. There is low self-esteem. There is a poor self-image. There's self-harming behaviors. In terms of how it's externalized, we can see it in the form of a very quick temper, in terms of a constant anger, someone that appears angry at the world, angry at a lot of people around them, or specific people around them most of the time or all the time. That's associated with borderline personality disorder. And the anger is, when it is present, is often pervasive. It seems to be part of the personality disorder. And it doesn't appear to be rational. It's not based on evidence. It seems to come internally. It comes from that person's personality. Another key component, as I mentioned, is this love-hate cycle. And we think of this as a two-stage cycle that tends to repeat. And it's an idealization and then a devaluation. Now, it can be with family and friends, although oftentimes we think of it with romantic partners. It can be with anyone who's close to the person that has borderline personality disorder, and sometimes even with people that aren't close. So it starts with this idealization phase, and I'll use the example of a romantic partner. Somebody with this, this disorder may look at this new romantic partner and believe that they are the best romantic partner ever, and everything about them is perfect. And this could go on for days, weeks, sometimes even months, but eventually there'll be a devaluation cycle where the person will move from love to hate. And in the devaluation cycle, they will be very angry at that person. They'll view them as manipulative, as hurting them, and as abandoning them. The rejection piece is fairly significant here in Borderline. So this cycle can repeat. It can go through just one time. It could be idealization and devaluation, and then the relationship is over. Or it can be hundreds of times over the course of years. And I've seen both presentations and everywhere in between. Usually, I would say that it happens, this cycle occurs many times with one person before the individual with borderline personality disorder has to move on or decides to move on to another romantic partner. Sometimes it's a decision that the person with the disorder makes. They feel abandoned or they're the ones who actually reject or abandon the other person. And sometimes circumstances force this. The other person, uh, frustrated with the behavior, with the mood dysregulation, will leave and not come back, and the individual suffering from borderline personality disorder will have to move on. And in the case of anger, sometimes particularly with any type of verbal threat or physical attack, the criminal justice system intervenes, and they end up separating the two people. So we see a lot of different expressions of this cycle, but most of the time, the cycle focuses on one person for several months, even years, before that person switches, before the person suffering with the disorder switches to another person, either by choice or not. So this two-stage cycle, the idealization, devaluation cycle, I think really stands out to individuals observing somebody who has borderline personality disorder or who they think might have it. This is considered a key feature of the disorder. And I think it's particularly frustrating for people in romantic relationships if they're dealing with somebody who has this love-hate cycle. That really stands out to them, and a lot of people, of course, don't appreciate that. They don't like that. So that behavior, as I mentioned, results in the rejection or the abandonment 
And then, of course, that abandonment fuels mood dysregulation, impulsivity, recklessness, and anger, and the cycle just continues. Borderline personality disorder is a chronic, long-lasting condition. It shares a lot of other symptoms with other personality disorders. And one of the disorders that it seems to share a number of characteristics with is antisocial personality disorder. And there are even theories out there that borderline personality disorder is a female version or variant of antisocial personality disorder. Borderline personality disorder is thought to affect women more than men, and I'll talk about this more in a moment. And we know, of course, antisocial personality disorder affects men at a higher rate than women. So this theory has come up that somehow borderline personality disorder is a female version or expression of antisocial personality disorder. I don't think the evidence really supports this fully yet. I think there is some evidence that supports it. At this point, looking at the evidence, I don't believe it's the case, but I can appreciate there are a lot of similarities. For example, the manipulation piece is observed in both disorders, as well as the aggression piece, although we think of the aggression piece a little differently in terms of antisocial, usually. And the impulsivity piece is quite similar between both disorders. So moving on to the issue of gender and how borderline personality disorder is thought to affect women more than men. This supports the argument that borderline personality disorder is a female variant of antisocial personality disorder. However, evidence now suggests that borderline personality disorder may be equally common, equally prevalent among men and women. It was thought for quite a while that the ratio was three to one, female to male, borderline affecting females more often. Now the thinking is closer to equal, that there may be equal numbers of men and women who have borderline personality disorder. In a number of ways, this really makes sense. If we think about how males with borderline personality disorder present with symptoms, aggression is going to be a more noticeable element for males with this disorder than with females. And if somebody comes into treatment with primarily aggressive symptoms, or even if those symptoms aren't primary, they're just there, it wouldn't be unusual for that person to be diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder or intermittent explosive disorder. Also, males with borderline personality disorder tend to seek treatment for substance use disorders at a higher rate than females. So again, the risk there would be that they would be diagnosed with a substance use disorder and not diagnosed at all with borderline personality disorder. So this could simply be a matter of males with borderline personality disorder being underdiagnosed with the disorder. That could explain why for a long time we believed that females were more affected by this disorder than males. And it could still be the case that that's true. It's just that recent evidence supports that the numbers may be closer to equal between male and female and borderline personality disorder. So what causes borderline personality disorder? Well, we're not really sure. We know that genetics appears to play a key role. And we believe that early childhood experiences, particularly negative experiences, could contribute to the occurrence of borderline personality disorder. For example, abuse, strife in a family, parents that are absent or who demonstrate poor parenting skills, and a lack of attachment with parental figures. All these could be causal to some extent to borderline personality disorder. But again, we're really not sure. This is actually a complex disorder, and there is a lot of evidence about potential causes 
and some of the evidence is contradictory. So we're fairly sure that the genetics piece is important. We're not really sure about the other information. So what's done to treat borderline personality disorder? Like any personality disorder, borderline personality disorder is considered chronic and long-lasting, which can make it difficult to treat. A lot of the symptoms we see associated with borderline personality disorder and some of the key features, like the mood dysregulation, can be treated. Progress can be made, and I think certainly treatment is worthwhile when somebody has borderline personality disorder. We see other symptoms associated with this disorder, like depression, anxiety, and self-destructive behaviors, which can respond fairly well to treatment. As I mentioned, the core factors, the core conditions in the, the disorder can also be treated. We think of these as more tied to the personality, hence the name personality disorder, and more difficult to treat, but progress can be made there as well. There are a lot of theories regarding what treatments would be most effective for borderline personality disorder. It's not unusual that we see cognitive behavioral therapy used to treat this disorder. There's a version of that called dialectical behavior therapy, which is fairly common. And different types of group therapies are common for borderline personality disorder as well. For more content like this, check out Healthy Toxic, another podcast from Ars Longa Media, all about what makes or breaks relationships, including issues related to narcissism, narcissistic abuse, and how personality disorders affect relationships. Ars Longa, Vita Brevitz. Learn more at ArsLonga.media. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.